Friends, are we more concerned with being first and celebrating our victories than we are about accompanying other people to the finish line? Are we more concerned with being first and celebrating our victories than we are with accompanying other people to the finish line? When I was in seminary, uh, I went through a what I call a foolish running phase. And so I was running, and I was running in the Flying Pig half marathon, but a number of my seminary buddies were running in the full. And one of my buddies uh, finished the full and knew that one of our other buddies was going to struggle a lot more, and so he retraced about the last five, six miles and found our other buddy, uh, to run with him the last leg of the of the race, the last five or six miles. And as they're running, he's, he's saying, he said, hey, up here, right at the next mile marker, they're going to be handing out these popsicles uh, with, with goo on them. Okay, if you're a runner, you know goo is this, I think it's this horrible tasting gel that it's, it's this like, you know, nutrition infused thing that gives you this boost. And he says, um, so you're, they're going to be handing out these popsicle sticks with goo on them. And you're going to want to take that because it gave me a huge boost. And my buddy, who had run before, uh, said, you idiot, that's Vaseline on a popsicle stick that they give at about mile 21, 22 because of chafing reasons. And... My buddy was like, are you sure? He's like, yes, it's Vaseline on a stick. And so my one buddy had taken a whole, a whole glob of Vaseline. And because he knew that goo tasted really bad, it does, he thought that's just like, that's how bad it tasted. But he had eaten a whole glob of, of Vaseline. And so, of course, we never let him uh, forget this story. I'll invite him to watch this homily today on the live stream. Um, my point is not how moronic that was. Um, I actually was more impressed that he didn't celebrate um, him finishing the race. Um, he, he was actually very content to go back and accompany another to the finish line. Because I know when I finished my half, I would never do such a thing. <laughs> you know, like I, I, well, I didn't have the energy to do it, but I was also looking forward. They give you like a free beer when you finish these things, you know. So I was, you know, I was relishing and celebrating my victory. I had no time to go back, and nor could I ever have done it physically to go back and to accompany another person to the finish line. But that's the image I have in my mind. My friend, not relishing and celebrating in his victory his accomplishment, but being attentive to going back and accompanying another to help them to get there. Kind of reminds me of a story I read in the news a few years ago. I don't know if you probably saw this, and there's lots of stories like this, but this one was a Kenyan runner running for gold in a big race in Kenya uh, who, whose countrymen and fellow competitor collapsed uh, pretty close to the finish line. And so he stopped um, he carried his friend 
to the finish line and in the process, of course, lost uh, the gold medal. Now, he was awarded like $15,000 for his good deed, which kind of defeats the purpose. Uh, but anyway, um, he was asked about it. I remember reading the interview, and he said, my dad taught me that if someone needs help, you stop what you're doing, and you help them. So he said, that's what I did. How many of us would do that? How many of us would stop celebrating our successes, slow down our attempt to be first in order to accompany others uh, to the finish line? I don't think it's about not desiring to be first. Right? I don't think it's Jesus telling us not to desire greatness or to be excellent, that we should try to fail in order to lift people up, right? that we should not strive for excellence and greatness to not lift people up. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's what our central preoccupation is. Do we think more about accompanying other people to the finish line or more about relishing in our own victories and being first? That's what I think Jesus is getting at when he says, to be first, you have to be the last and the servant of all. Do we spend more of our time thinking about lifting other people up and accompanying them to the finish line than we do about our successes and victories? And then, you know, in this interesting twist, he puts a child uh, in their midst to kind of reinforce this lesson. And of course, he does this in the Gospels a couple times. A child. Right? And you think, well, what, what about a child? You know, and there's all sorts of things about children, I think, that lend themselves to be more spiritually conducive to, like, faith and the spiritual life and authentic humanity. Like, children are innocent, right? Um, children, not all children, right? And parents are going to look at this list here and they're going to object. But, uh, right, they can be innocent. They have a, a curiosity for life. They have a wonder and awe at things. Um, they have a, a dependence, a radical dependence on others. Right? These are all things I think Jesus has in mind. But the one I think I wanted to focus on today is children, I think, are far less jaded and hardened toward the redeemability of other people than we are. I think children don't hold grudges like we do. I think they believe that humans are generally pretty good and can change. You know, they don't um, put pe they don't put people in a box that they can never get out of. They believe in the redeemability of human beings. And I think one of the struggles with putting other people first as we get older is that we don't think people deserve to be put in front of us. Because they're unworthy of it. Why would I let accompany someone else to the finish line who doesn't deserve to be accompanied to the finish line? And so the child in their midst is to remind us, like, hey, you adults, don't be so jaded. Don't be so hardened to the world. Believe like you did when you were little kids that human beings can change, that human beings even who have done terrible things and hurt you are, are worthy of you serving them. We don't want to serve people that have hurt us. 
You know, I, when I got into prison ministry in my first assignment for four years, I went in pretty hardened and jaded, I have to say. I went in thinking, these guys can't change. I left after four years, jaded on some things still, but with enough examples of, like, miraculous restoration and change to be like, you know what? Even the most hardened offenders can have their hearts softened. But you know what? It's actually easier to believe that than it is to soften your heart to somebody that's hurt you. Right? It's one thing to talk about people that have hurt other people, no matter how bad it is. But it's very different when someone has hurt you personally. I think it's much easier to believe that a criminal on death row can change than it is for you to believe the person can change that actually has offended you. And yet that's what stops us often from putting another person first. Our holding on to grudges, our holding on to the, um, the fact that others don't deserve us to serve them. And that's what I think Jesus gets at by placing the child in their midst. It's that reminder. It's like, hey, children don't hold on to things like this. They believe in the redemption of human nature. They believe people can change. And so you adults, adopt that so that you can learn to put other people first, even when you don't feel like they deserve to be accompanied to the finish line. We're filled with selfish ambition and jealousy, as our second reading says. And because of that selfish ambition and jealousy, we don't like to to put people first that we don't think deserve to be there. And the call of the gospel today, I think, uh, is to make our central preoccupation, right? not, not striving for greatness, not, not striving for excellence, not desiring to be first, but making sure that we are spending as much time in our lives in, in terms of accompanying other people to the finish line as we are about our ambition, as we are about our victories and our successes. To be first, we have to be last and the servant of all. Let's pray for the grace to be more preoccupied with other people's being accompanied to the finish line than we are with our own victories and being first.